0: On today's Patriot Nation podcast, we are previewing the 2020 football season because on Sunday, there will be Patriots football once again. It's unbelievable. We finally got there. Obviously, the Chiefs and Texans played Thursday night, but here we are eagerly anticipating the start of the Patriots season, which is going to happen on Sunday at Gillette Stadium. It's going to be great. So we have Mike DeBate on. He is the host of the Locked On Patriots podcast. We're going to be talking to him about what to expect this season from the Patriots. We're going to get into a little bit of a game preview, but mostly it's going to be what are we going to expect from the team this season? Uh, Who are they going to be the players we're looking at? Who offensively, defensively, rookie, veteran, uh, all of those things. It's a heck of a conversation. So buckle up and cue the music.
1: stack receivers. Two to the right. Russell Wilson extends the hands. He has it. Wilson, quick throw. And it's has gone. Intercepted. Intercepted.
0: All right. On tonight's season preview, 2020 season preview, we are going to welcome on the great Mike debate. Mike is the host of the Locked On Patriots Network uh, Patriots podcast. I'm sure you listen to it. I hope you listen to it. It was obviously hosted uh, by our good friend Mark before that. uh, And now Mike does a fantastic job doing that. He's also the managing editor at at Full Press Patriots as well. Mike, thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Uh, Looking forward to getting in and talking some Patriots with you.
1: Absolutely, Pat Ryan. Always a pleasure. My honor to be here, and uh, can't think of a better way to kick off the season than talking some Patriots football with you guys.
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I mean, we got the Chiefs game on in the background, so uh, it's good to have sports back. Obviously, some fans in the stadium—they're they're getting loud. You, you kind of expected it out of Arrowhead, but it's back. I'm—I find—I—I I, I feel happier today. Like I, you know, it was just like it kind of felt like Super Bowl Sunday, honestly. <laughs> like you are just waiting for the season to start and now we got to get to Sunday but uh it's good to be back it really does have it,
1: back. it really does put a string in your step doesn't it i mean you you think about live football being on at night and it just it gave you a whole new outlook for the day at least it did for me and uh yeah defending champions taking it to the Houston Texans as we speak right now 17 to 7 at the half and uh Yeah, they're looking every bit as formidable as we thought they would. So uh, we'll see. But uh, I think there's a team up in Foxborough that we know and love pretty well that can turn some heads this year as well. A lot of people might raise their eyebrow when I say that, but I think this team's got a little more in the tank than people think.
0: Well, so let's get right into that because, look, everyone's been talking about the demise of the Patriots and how they're going downhill and this and that and blah, 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 and everything else. And so I guess before – I mean – I guess that's really the question, right? What the heck is it going to look like? And and is there anyone in the AFC East, do you think, there's anyone in the AFC East that can legitimately compete against this team to win the division?
1: Uh, legitimately compete, yes. I, I do believe the Buffalo Bills have a legitimate shot at taking it to the Patriots and maybe even surprising people in contending and maybe even stealing the AFC East this year. Look, folks, there's no denying they have a tremendous defense, uh, great uh, interior on the offensive line, very good linebackers, one of the better secondaries in the league. Uh, They've got wide receivers. They've got a good running attack. The question mark with the Buffalo Bills is Josh Allen. Is he going to be able to continue to rise to the occasion? We've seen growth out of him for the last couple of years, but it hasn't been consistent. And ultimately, some of the decision-making that he's made with the, uh, the football, uh, his penchant to overthrow some of his receivers has been prevalent. Now, all right, he did bring in, or I should say the Buffalo Bills brought in Stephon Diggs to try to alleviate that a little bit. I think he will help. I think he'll be a very good target for him, but ultimately the Bills are going to go as far as Josh Allen is going to take them. If he makes that growth, And he takes that step and he's able to um, you know, feel more comfortable in the pocket, be able to extend plays with his legs a little bit more. We've seen him do that. He's very good at being able to do that. But become more of a traditional pocket presence as well when needed, then the Buffalo Bills have a legitimate shot. But if Allen is going to struggle or not really show that much improvement from what he's had the last couple of years, Uh, then the Patriots may have the inside track on this division. But make no mistake about it, the Buffalo Bills definitely have a shot. That's not to say that the Jets and the Dolphins are not going to be formidable opponents. I actually expect a pretty close game this weekend between the Patriots and the Dolphins because these two teams know each other so well. Same thing with the Jets. But in terms of competing for the the division, I think it's a a two-man race between the Bills and the Pats this year.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna backtrack because I I got some Bills fans and I've been telling them all summer. You guys are just the 2019 Browns. Whole lot of hype on you. You know, you go get a nice receiver, right? You take a, a big leap last year, and you know you need that. You know, obviously Baker was in his second year, Alan. This will be his third. You need that young and inexperienced quarterback to take a leap to really put your team over the top. Um, Can they be competitive? Of of course. I mean, they pushed it last year, right? What did it come down to week 16 last year? And thankfully they won that game because we all know what happened in week 17. Um, But yeah, I think to to your point, Pat, and and I I piggybacking off you, Mike, the Bills are legit. I think it starts with their defense. McDermott's done a great job up there. Uh, That team's for real. How can they compete outside the division? I think that'll truly how how it will obviously come down to. I think these two teams that, you know, you might see a split between the Patriots and Bills this year, and it's going to come down to how well can they compete. Tough schedule for, obviously, all the, the AFC is playing the NFC West, and the AFC West, it's going to ultimately come down to that. And I think it's interesting, too, because it's really the first year where we're going in, and, and there's some question, right? I mean, I think the division, we, we talked about the odds, I think, on our last show, Pat. They're pretty even with the Patriots and Bills. I think some books have them. at You know, the Bills are favorites, some of the Patriots. There's a whole lot of you know, uncertainty surrounding a lot of teams. And I think you got to lean towards the Bills. bills being the early favorite, just because you don't know what the Patriots are going to bring. And I, and that sounds crazy to me to say realistically, but it, it just, it is what it is. There's a whole lot of uncertainty. I think I feel a little bit different on the Patriots and, than most maybe.
0: Well, I think, I mean, just for me personally, like I look at the bills and I think, you know, I think you're right. You're right on there, Mike. Jeez, um, Mike, uh, <laughs> Uh, my my brain is fried after after a week of meetings. Um, but, uh, you know, I think you're right on because I just think the Bills have what it takes to get there. And listen, my biggest question mark with the Patriots too, and I know the receiving core, like people are going to poo-poo the receiving core and everything, but my biggest question mark with the Patriots really is the quarterback position. And that's the biggest question with the Bills as well. And I know that the Patriots have some question marks on defense just with so many guys leaving, especially in the linebacking core. But, you know, the difference to me really it comes down to is Belichick versus McDermott. And I think McDermott's a great coach. I really do think he's, he's one of the up-and-coming coaches in the NFL. But you're talking about the greatest coach in history, of the NFL. And I think Belichick really is going to put on uh, a clinic this year um, and really kind of, um, you know, just be, be maybe the best Belichick we've seen uh, this year, in my opinion. And and if that happens, I just feel like there's no way that they lose this division. And again, if the Bills catch fire, they go ten and six, eleven and five, which they could, if Allen takes those steps, like you said, then I think there's they have a legitimate shot outside of that. I just think the Patriots, to me, just with that history and that pedigree and the coaching and so many of those experienced, smart players, I just don't know how you can bet against the Patriots to win the division. Although, like you said, I think this is going to be a closer division rate. I know last year was close, but like, I don't know if we really believed that the Bills could win the division last year. I feel like this year I really feel like the Bills have a chance to win this division.
1: Yeah, I I definitely agree with you, Pat, and I agree with a lot of what you said as well, Ryan. The Bills do have a legitimate shot to win, whereas last year it kind of felt like they were almost renting space at the top of the AFC East or near it, uh, while the Patriots basically just went on a foregone conclusion that they would win the division. This year is a little bit more wide open, and let's face it, if we're talking white elephant in the room, folks, it's the Tom Brady effect. I mean, in a lot of ways, you just always expected that Brady magic to carry the New England Patriots to a division title. In a lot of ways, they're seeing a lot of excitement surrounding Cam Newton, and I think there is legitimate reason for it. I think Cam brings uh, a legitimate factor to this team that we haven't seen in quite a while, but there will be a little bit of a different learning curve. He's still learning a new system. He's still coming into a new team, and there's also the rust factor as well. I mean, we've seen Cam look very good during training camp, But there were times where it looked like he was struggling a little bit as well, looking over to the sidelines, uh, looking for instruction from guys like Josh McDaniels and even Bill Belichick, Jed Fish at times as well. So. These are things to keep an eye on, especially in the first couple of games. That's why I think you're going to see maybe a little bit more of a conservative cam starting this week, coming into the first couple of games, maybe even carrying over next week into Seattle, trying to feel his way into this offense, really mold this team into his image. But getting back to what you you guys were saying about the division, that's where the Buffalo Bills may end up being able to pull even with the Patriots because of continuity. This team has been together. They're used to playing under Josh Allen. Josh Allen's run this offense now for a few years. He's only got, you know, incremental ways to be able to – um, to get better, uh, for lack of a better term, so at this point he may have an upper hand there, and that may help to even the playing field a little bit between the Bills and the Patriots, simply because of continuity. The Bills have just been at this a little bit longer than this new Patriots offense has. Yeah, That's and I mean, let's.
2: Point. Yeah, and and kind of a couple points here, and I think we should get into it. Because, you know, we talked about the uncertainty surrounding the Patriots, and it, obviously it starts with the the quarterback. You don't know which cam you're going to get. And one thing I do that I picked up on that I really liked, he's been crushing his press conferences, right? I mean, uh, super honest, seems real happy to be here. And one thing he said today, which really stuck with me, was that, you know, he doesn't have to – He he's a piece of the puzzle here, right? Where he doesn't have to be the puzzle, which is what I think – You know, in Carolina, he dealt with. He had to be the guy. He had to bring his A game just to to give them a chance to win. Now here, he can kind of, you know, rely on other guys, rely on his defense a little bit more, and doesn't have to kind of blow himself out and and can preserve himself to an extent um, to play a full season. Where I think in Carolina, he had to give it a full go, you know, for sixteen weeks for them to be competitive and compete in that division. Obviously, it's a much much more competitive division than the AFC East, Um, but. I think we talked about a little bit of, with the wide receivers and there's a big question mark there, right? Did they upgrade over the off season? You, you know, no. Um, yes. Some people might feel differently. I think they definitely got a little bit faster, right? You add it to Byrd, bird. You get that speed threat, something that they lacked last year. Um, but they didn't really add, they didn't add anybody through the draft. Obviously you cut Muhammad Sanu, so you lose an, uh, an experienced veteran there. Can the receivers be good enough? You know, because if they played like last year, they're in trouble. They're in trouble, but will Cam's ability to extend plays with his legs and move the pocket and allow for guys to get open downfield, kind of like you see with, obviously he's not on Mahomes level or Watson level, but they they allow us time to get for guys to get open and, you know, get downfield, which they've lacked because obviously Brady was the pocket passer, right? It was, you know, three-step drop, get it out. So I think that's a, that's a point where we can talk about with the receivers. That's a big X factor for them too. Are they going to be able to move the ball?
1: Uh, I think they will be able to move the ball effectively, and look, you look at the malignment that I think a lot of the wide receiver core is getting, uh, especially in the national media. People really are not buying into the talent that the Patriots have at wide receiver. I think if you probably ask Cam, and he's probably alluded to this, this is one of the better Supporting cats, he's played with in quite a while, and this oh, is the guy sure. that's played with very formidable, yeah. uh, you know, weapons. He's played with Christian McCaffrey. He's played in the past, you know, with guys like Steve Smith Sr. and
2: look he's what had he did with Kelvin Benjamin.
1: <laughs> but exactly elevating Kelvin Benjamin to the point where he looked like a number one receiver at times is not an easy thing right. to do, and Cam made it look easy. That's the magic of the way Cam Newton is able to play, and I think you're going to see that this year with this receiving core. Look, Julian Edelman is definitely. The uh, the the rock star of this uh, of this wide receiver core and with due cause I mean Julian is still the most prolific he's still the most proven and he's the known commodity amongst this group. McKeel Harry does have something to prove. He came in as a first-round draft pick last year. I was in the draft room when he was selected, and there was a little bit of an undercurrent of surprise when the Patriots drafted him. I know a lot of people rallied around him right away, but there was a little bit of a surprise knowing that, you know, there were wide receivers that were out there that were still, uh, you know, on the board, and then a lot of people were surprised that if they were going wide receiver that they went with him. But in a lot of ways, it made perfect sense. It's the prototypical Belichick Uh, pick, and I know he's got a bad reputation at drafting wide receivers, folks, but Mm -hmm. Nikhil Harry is the type of receiver that is not afraid of contact. That's something the Patriots hadn't had in quite some time. He will go up. He will make contested catches. He's that big physical receiver that they've been craving. Now, Cam can utilize someone like that in the X role, and I think you're going to see him utilize that this year. He'll look for um, he'll he'll look for Nikhil in certain spots, in certain circumstances, and I think these two have an opportunity to really develop a nice relationship. Jacoby Myers is another guy that I would look for to be utilized by uh, Cam Newton this year. He's someone that has the ability to play that Z role, kind of come in and be that, that uncertain wide receiver. If you don't know whether he's going to line up in a slot, or you don't know whether he's going to run a slant route or a quick route or an outside route to uh, for quick yardage, Jacoby's got a lot of versatility in his game, and I think you may see Cam try to utilize that. But ultimately, I think one of the bigger impacts on the receiving game that the Patriots will have is the relationship that you're going to see between Cam Newton and James White. I think this could be one of the biggest years for James White in his career. You talk about receiving out of the backfield arguably the best in the game at being able to do that. And Cam Newton utilized Christian McCaffrey in this role so well. Another prolific back at being able to catch the ball out of the backfield. Dare I say, I think he and James White could have a similar type of relationship. You may see White take a huge step this year. I'm looking for a big, big year from him. Um, So, All in all, I think the Patriots will be effective at wide receiver. Uh, My man Gunnar Oshowski is going to turn some heads, too. He came in bigger, came in stronger, quicker, uh, much quicker getting out of the box. uh, His ability to elevate his game in the the between-the-numbers passing game is so impressive. One of the things that impressed so many people this year about Gunnar was the way he ran routes. He really looks like a true pro this year. So um, I know I've been long-winded about the Patriots wide receiver crew, but I just think they're much maligned uh, for a lot of the bad reasons. They don't have that top-of-the-line marquee name that everybody wanted them to go out and get. But these guys are efficient, and I think they can provide Cam Newton with more than enough firepower this year.
0: I couldn't agree more and I think too that's what the Patriots run off of. They don't they don't typically have a star number 1 receiver, right? And you want to call Edelman a star receiver, you can. And and, and you know he's going to have, you know, 80 to 90 to 100 receptions this year. And I love your James White call. I'll tell you what in fantasy, I mean I I own a lot of James White stock in fantasy because I'm starting him this
2: week. A, I'm starting him this he's week over a, Cam
0: target. He's getting Yeah. He's getting a hundred targets this year. It's going to happen. Like he's going to get maybe even over a hundred targets. He's going to catch a ton of passes. And so I just think that that makes a lot of sense. And you're right. That alleviates some, uh, off the, off the wide receivers. I think that the offense is going to be a little bit better than people think, uh, which is good. You know, we'll see. There's a lot of question marks, but you know, but we'll see what happens. So, uh, I do want to talk about, and we can, we kind of, we can talk a little bit about before we get into the record, let's talk about some players. So, um, and before we go kind of further down the line, let's talk about rookies since we, you know, we talked a little bit about rookies. Who do you think is going to be the, the rookie of the year this year for the Patriots? Offense, defense, doesn't matter, uh, you know, the best rookie uh, player for the Patriots this year.
1: Uh, My pick is actually going to be linebacker Josh Uche. Uh, He's still my favorite pick that the Patriots made throughout the draft. Um, I think his versatility at the linebacker position, his ability to move up, be a chameleon in that linebacking core, even drop back and be a hybrid safety at times. He can come up, play on the edge. He can be that middle linebacker, that off-the-ball linebacker that's very effective. He can play all over the field, and you're seeing Bill Belichick and the Patriots uh, defensive brain trust utilizing him in so many different fashions. I just see him playing a lot of different areas on the field this year, and this kid is smart. Um, I had the opportunity to speak with Isaiah Hull, who uh, uh, is the host of the Locked On Michigan Wolverines podcast for the Locked On Network shortly before the draft, and we talked about Michigan guys. I was very big on Cesar Ruiz. I really wanted him in the Patriots Mm -hmm. offensive line. I -hmm. just love this kid, and I loved what he was able to bring but it looked like the patriots weren't going to go offensive line early on and i didn't think that uh, you know ruiz would be there in later rounds so we were talking about guys that could potentially fall to the patriots in that second third round fourth round that we would you know we had originally been talking about and Uche's name kept coming up and offline he told me he's like this is the guy that bill belichick would absolutely love he's just he's a smart player he's a coachable player and he'll essentially play his assignments as assigned, and I think you're seeing that. So I can't say enough good things about Uche. I think he really steps in, uh, provides a real boost to that linebacking core that really was decimated in the offseason, guys. We lost a lot of talent in that linebacking core, whether you, you know, mentioned Kyle Noy, Jamie Collins, Alandon Roberts, um, obviously Dante Hightower opting out. They needed to replenish some of that cupboard. And I think Luce brings a lot to the table. Uh, that's no knock on Kyle Duggar, who I think is going to be another uh, big time rookie. And I think he's going to turn a lot more heads than I had originally thought. I expected him to kind of play a waiting game, maybe laying in the weeds a little bit and then coming out, you know, toward the end of the year. Uh, He's caught on to the playbook fairly quickly. You may see him in that third safety role, that type of Deron Harmon role where the safety never left the field. And uh, in the Chung role, I think you're going to see a platoon between guys like Terrence Brooks and Adrian Phillips. Uh, To me, I think that's the best type of uh, attack for that opposite Devin McCourty. But Kyle will play uh, significant minutes, and I think you're going to see him emerge. But again, I can't say enough great things about Uche. Uh, Honorable mention to Anthony Jennings as well, who I think is also going to turn some heads this year. Uh, Another player that's being utilized in a lot of different facets on the field, um, and uh, it's it's a lot on the young guy's shoulders, but these are broad shoulders by these youngsters, and and I think they have the stomach, and I think they have the wherewithal to handle it.
2: Yeah, All right, and switching over. Yeah, I mean, that's that was going to be my pick, but obviously, to 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 just like, you know, switch over to the other side of the ball. Talk about uh, another rookie who I'm pretty high on, Devin Asiasi. Uh, obviously, the Patriots got nothing, literally nothing out of the tight end position um last year and and you know they reap the benefits of not finding that gronk replacement for a few years uh, obviously ryan iso word out of camp he had a strong camp um and i think he'll you know he might take the majority of the snaps and see more time on the field at least to begin with just because of his experience and everything but Asiasi's your prototypical patriots tight end he can put his hand in the dirt and be an inline blocker he's mean he's a big seam runner great after the catch can go up and get it athletic kid uh, we had Thor Nyström on right after the draft. He said that was one of his favorite picks the Patriots made. Obviously, they we knew going in they were going to get a tight end, whether or not it was early, whether or not they were going to get one or two. Obviously, they go out and get them back to back with Keen and and Asiasi. Asi. But Asi, everyone was talking about Tropman and Kmet and even Thad Moss. You know, you didn't really hear much about Asiasi. Asi obviously, playing out in the West Coast, the Pac-12 schedule, UCLA doesn't get a lot of primetime games anymore. Uh, but I think this kid can step in and play a, a crucial role in a position that they need a lot of production at um, and start blossoming this kid into becoming that next guy that the Patriots offense needs in that tight end, at that tight end position.
1: Without wow. question. I, I really love the pick of Asiasi more as I look at it, and I think you made such a great point on that, Ryan. Great, A great blend of speed, size, and length really displayed a lot of impressive athleticism during training camp prior to the injury. I think a lot of people were very um, impressed and probably even a little bit surprised at the athleticism that he was showing. You mentioned his prowess as a blocker. I don't think he gets enough credit for that. He does have that capability of adding that dimension to his game. He's also a natural hands catcher. He's got very good body control. And because of that, He can show some upside as a route runner as well and make difficult contested catches, maybe even some athletic catches when needed. So, yeah, Asiasi is definitely, I think, a home run at the tight end position. You're going to see him contribute right away. may take him a year to come really into his own, especially if he's hampered by any type of injury. By all accounts, he looks to be okay. We haven't seen him pop up on any of the reports this week, but ultimately, yeah, he is going to be probably the star of the offense. Uh, when it comes to the Patriots draft and Keene, I think is just that versatile type of running back. You can see him, uh, running back, excuse me, <laughs> that versatile type of tight end that you can see in the fullback role as well. That H back type of, of tight end, uh, where you can see him line up in line in the slot and even in the backfield. So a lot of versatility and, uh, nowhere to go, but up when it comes to the tight end position for the bats this year.
0: I agree. I agree. And going there, it's really kind of hamstring me here. Uh, especially, you know, with you naming six guys, Mike, um, you know, it's been, uh, I I don't know who else to name. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm going to go, I'm actually going to go off the board a little bit uh, with the Patriots first pick uh, who I feel like people aren't talking a lot about. uh, And that's Kyle Duggar. And I think Duggar is going to play, might actually step in and play a significant role early on. Uh, You know, I know Adrian Phillips is kind of bouncing between, safety and linebacker and Jawan Williams might get a a crack at that chunk spot, Um, you know, and and Duggar may not even play that chunk spot. But I think that just based on what's happened on the defense that, you know, Duggar as a young guy may be able to step in and play some actual minutes. And so um, I think that he could be an interesting guy. Now, whether he's going to be the most valuable rookie, I don't know if I'd go that far. Um, But I will say that I'm very excited to see what this kid can bring.
1: Yeah, without question. I think uh, Williams at some point is uh, also going to be in contention for that Chung role as well. I'm glad that you mentioned him. But Duggar is that type of Safety, again, that really is going to be molded, I think, in the image of a Patrick Chung eventually. He is that hybrid linebacker, that that strong safety that can play all over the field, very adept at being able to cover tight ends. And again, Pat, you mentioned that he's really taken to the playbook so quickly. He's picking up a a defense that is not easy to pick up. The England is not Easy pickings for guys to come in and be able to pick up that uh, system right away, and Duggar seems to be doing it really well. I know some people had question marks about him playing in Division Two in Orion, and maybe the competition wasn't up to snuff. But let me tell you, when you look at photos and you look at uh, footage. Of, of kyle duggar in college he was a man among men when it came to uh, the competition that he was playing yeah, and i think ridiculous. that he is is really going to be uh, something yeah, special a, this he's year he's a
2: freak he's a, he looks like a linebacker <laughs>
0: yeah yeah no he does he looks like a you know high school kid playing with the middle school kids you know what i mean um but that's what you want to see i suppose right that's what you want to see when when he's coming out of a out of a thing like that you know they get the d3 their d3 wide receiver too who you know had 200 catches or something ridiculous like that So. Um, all right, so let's move on from rookies. Unless I want to talk about a few more players, and then and then we're going to kind of uh, continue on to really kind of a big picture. But I do want to ask you about your offensive uh, player of the year and your defensive player of the year. We'll start start off. We did a lot of defensive talk today. Let's start offensive first. Uh, offensive player of the year, who you think uh, is going to be the guy? You know, the best player on the offense this year.
1: I kind of tipped my hand already, but I'm going with James White. Uh, I really expect this to be a big year for James. Um, I think he has the ability to show uh, his prowess as a runner. I think the presence of Cam Newton is going to open up that possibility for him. I think he's going to be one of those players that defenses are not going to be sure exactly how to attack. Is he going to run with the ball? And James White can run with the ball, folks. For all of the credit that he gets for being a great pass-catching back, and he is, he's one of the best in the league, He can run the ball very effectively when he needs to. So he can be that dual threat and, the opportunity for him to be able to make catches in the backfield is something that's only going to make him a more potent weapon. I look for him to have a very big game coming up on Sunday. I think Cam is going to utilize him a lot in play action. And I think because of the fact that Cam will use play action, it's going to open up opportunities for White to get catches in the backfield and extend plays with his legs, his yards after the catch this year, I expect to be pretty formidable. So I'm going with James White in this slot, guys.
0: Love it. Spags?
2: Yeah, I mean that's a that's a great pick. Um, obviously a favorite there too. You know, I might shock some people here, but we talked about him a little bit in the show. I think it's a big year for him, and and you know, kind of a and it shouldn't be a proving year because it is only his second year, and only played nine games. I'm going to go with Nikhil Harry. Um, obviously Julian Edelman is going to be Julian Edelman. There's no question about that. But I think that wide receiver group, if Nikhil Harry can elevate his game and kind of come out of his shell and be a player who can catch forty to fifty balls and. You know, flirt around the 700, 800 range and, and be a red zone threat and use his big body and physicality on the outside. I think that opens up a whole new element to that offense, be able to move the ball downfield. You saw last year, towards the end of the year, they couldn't get the ball. Edelman was just double covered bracket everywhere. He, you know, because that was their only option. If Nikhil can really elevate his game, it's really going to open up the offense, allow other guys to get open downfield. Uh, I'm going to go with Nikhil Harry. I think it's a big year for him. I think. Um, you've seen cam newton reference him a lot in his press conference they seem to have a great relationship and i think that's a guy who can kind of tend to cam newton uh you know as kind of that big brother can really bring him out of his shell and, and make him reach his max potential whereas tom brady it's a little oh my god i'm playing with the greatest quarterback and we've talked about it multiple times he plays on a calculus level pat's pat's a little analogy and these guys are algebra one using his math uh but yeah i'm gonna go into killer i think a big year for him and uh, like I said, he he might not lead the team in catches or yards, but if like I said, if he can flirt around that forty to fifty catch range and use that big body in the red zone, this offense is uh, should be should be much better than expected.
0: Love it, love it. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go off the board. a Little unexpected here. Uh, most people when they hear you know offensive player of the year, they think a skill position player. I'm gonna go away from the skill position player and say Isaiah Win. Uh, I think Wynn is going to take a step forward this year. He looked like a very, very good left tackle uh, last year when he was healthy, when he finally got healthy. I think this year he could uh, get to a point where he is uh, one of the best tackles, one of the the premier tackles in the NFL. And I think if he's able to do that, combined with David Andrews coming back, now who knows who's going to be there at right tackle, I'm not sure, but, you know, And you have Mason, you have Tooney, and now you have Andrews. And if he can take that next step to be one of those premier-level tackles in the NFL, which I think he can just based on what we've seen from him, that's going to go a long way to having this offense be successful. They like to run. They want to run. They want to run the ball. And so, you know, if you can have that elite-level left tackle there, that's going to really help them a lot. And obviously, with Cam at quarterback, with anyone at quarterback, having that left tackle is super important. Uh, they drafted him at 23 overall. They did it for a reason. They wanted him to be the future at left tackle, and I think that he's going to be.
2: Yeah, solid pick. I mean, this is a year for him that he kind of needs to step up to. Obviously, he's been on the sidelines more than the field, but when he's been on the field, we've seen flashes of dominance for him and obviously undersized of the tackle position, but his athleticism and ability to kind of take on those bigger guys, obviously, as a smaller guy. Um, and it'll be a big task. I mean, Cam Cam's played with some junk lines uh, throughout his career. This might be the best offensive line he's got, um, you know, with everybody back healthy, obviously getting David Andrews back. Uh, but yeah, great pick there. Kind of going off the ball. I like it.
0: Yeah, I like it, you know. Um, all right, let's go defensive side of the ball. Uh, Mike, we'll start with you again. Defensive side of the ball, defensive player of the year. Who do you got?
1: Uh, This may surprise some people, but uh, I'm going to go with Chase Winovich in his role. And uh, look, the reason I say that is because I think Chase in his limited role that he played last year was so effective. I look for that role to expand, and I actually look for him to become a major factor in the defense this year. Winovich was mostly used in passing situations last year. Uh, He took 293 total defensive snaps. 80% of those came in situations in which he was asked to attack the pocket on passing plays. When he did that, he was very good at it. 24 and a half combined quarterback pressures, five and a half sacks, seven hits and 12 hurries. That's impressive in a limited scope of being able to rush the passer. He was fourth on the Patriots defense in doing so last year. So he's going to be charged with being their primary pass rush this year, at least in my opinion, because of the growth that he's shown and the ability that he's shown to take that next step. But one thing that I don't think he gets an awful lot of credit for is In limited opportunities, he looked pretty good as a run defender and in coverage as well, so I think he's going to expand those options this year, especially with the absence of a guy like Kyle Van Noy, even the absence of a move-type linebacker in Jamie Collins. I think Chase Winovich is going to be called upon to play a much bigger role this year than he was last year. I look for big things out of him, and ultimately, he may end up being one of the cogs uh, in this defense that helps the Patriots unit remain elite. Uh, It really really surprised me that I went in this direction when we were talking about how we were going to go earlier the easy picks obviously are going to be the secondary but I think the Patriots secondary as a whole is so stacked it's tough to pick out any individual player to stand out I think the linebacking and the edge rushing core this year is going to be primed for a little bit of a step and I think Winovich is going to be a big reason why I love it love it
2: yeah, I mean you could go the easy route for me and pick the reigning defensive player of the year, Stefan Gilmore. Uh but we'll we'll you know, we'll keep it, you know. He is the defensive MVP. Like there's no Do doubt, it. but
0: if you take my guy, uh, I'm going to be really pissed at you. So to so take Gilmore,
2: I will take Gilmore <laughs> cuz I think I know who you're going. I'm going I was going to say the guy opposite of him, but uh yeah, I mean, oh, you like can take said, him. you can take Jason yeah. Jackson. No, no, fine it's me. fine. I think both of them are are in, I guess both of them, right? I mean, realistically talk about both. Um, obviously we saw Keeb Talib retire this year. And the reason I bring him up because we've talked about it before the, the cornerback and secondary play was so lackluster, kind of that middle part of the dynasty, right? Mm-hmm. They got a keep to here and it changed the way Belichick, you know, looked at corners and played, you know, played his corners. They play a lot of press men and they like those physical guys are always in your back pocket. These two guys, Gilmore and Jackson, I mean, you can't get much better than those two. They are the best cornerback duo in the league. Jackson coming up, just signed with Rosenhaus in the offseason. He's going to look for a big ticket. They're going to have to choose between him and and Gilmore coming up. But those two guys, when they're on their A game, it's almost impossible to move the ball downfield. They, they, those two are the X factors of that defense. It's two elite cornerbacks that, like I said, they're just quarterbacks out there. Um, when you got those two guys going, the rest of the defense is, is you know, doing their job and, and, and you know, giving them the best situation to win.
0: Yeah. No, I agree with you. And so, and I love, I love that pick, by the way, at JC Jackson. He's been so good, uh, so consistent since he came in the league. And obviously, Gilmore's the ring defensive player of the year. But I'm going to go uh, on the linebacking core with Mike as well. But a guy that I just absolutely adore. I loved open. him when the Patriots drafted him. Nope, never no, heard. I'm going with my, my guy, Juwan Bentley. Love Jawan Bentley. He's just, I just, he just, his story is so good. He was so good at Purdue and he came in here, you know, training camp rookie year with the green dot, like taken over as a leader, you know, and, and he's a leader in that in, you know, in the locker room. He's a captain this year, as you saw, he's going to start his high towers out. He was going to start anyways, but he's going to start now. High tower is gone. Now he's the guy at linebacker in my opinion. And I think that he's going to have a big year. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to watching Juwan Bentley every Sunday, uh, and Monday when they play on Mondays, um, you know, really, really play well, uh, at linebacker for the Patriots. All right. So let's, um, let's move into, uh, where did I want to go? Oh, let's go, let's go. I was going to do team MVP, but we don't need to do that. I I feel like, you know, we got an offensive player. We got a defensive player. Team MVP is kind of like, man, it's just like, which one is more important? I think, I feel like that's kind of silly. Uh, So what I'd like to do, and and we're going to do a a prediction for the team uh, as far as overall record is concerned. But what I want to talk about is kind of a floor ceiling. Okay. So it's, where do you think the floor is? And then where do you think the ceiling is? And then. Your opinion of, of where they're going to end up, right? And so, uh, so you know, if if the wheels fall off, where could they end up? If they play their best that they can possibly play, where would they end up? And then, where do you think they're going to end up? So, Mike, let's start with you. It's kind of the order we've been going in, so let's just let's keep the same order.
1: Uh, well, in terms of a floor with this team, um, if we're talking in the division. I definitely don't see them finishing any lower than, than third, and I think that's probably a really like terrible floor. I would say their floor, their realistic floor, is second in the division. I just think that they are um – far better team than uh than uh, than the Jets and uh even a far better team than Miami who I think will be improved. I think we'll give them uh tough games, including the one that you're gonna see on Sunday. But ultimately, I mean New England is just better stacked from top to bottom. So in terms of a floor in the division, I would say second. In terms of a floor overall in the conference, I would probably say uh that the Patriots uh will do have a chance to miss the playoffs this year, folks. I mean I don't mean to be a negative uh you know <laughs> You know, person here when it comes to uh, the uh, the Patriots' uh, uh, chances, but I mean, they do have a a shot to miss the playoffs. There are a lot of formidable teams in the AFC this year. Uh, There is uncertainty. There is we mentioned the question marks at the wide receiver core. Are they going to be able to put together the offensive effort that's going to be needed to be able to carry this team? Is the defense going to be able to carry the load? Are the young guys really going to be able to step up and play the way we all think and hope they will? Those are all still question marks. So in terms of a a floor, they could end up being on the outside looking in. I don't see them being in the bottom of the barrel when it comes to the conference, but they could find themselves on the cusp of that bubble uh, and being on the outside looking in. In terms of a ceiling in the division, I would say that they have a a legitimate and decent shot to win this division. Uh, I don't think Buffalo is so far head and shoulders above them that you can just discount them. I've seen a lot of national pundits this week. completely obliterate the Patriots' chances of even winning the division. I think that's a gross mistake, and I think a lot of people are going to be surprised at uh, the Pats' resilience this year and being able to contend Um, in the conference. I would probably say uh, the conference championship could be a ceiling for this team. I'm not quite sure if this club, the way it's constituted, Um, on offense and even a little bit on defense is going to be able to match score for score with a team like Kansas City or even possibly Baltimore, who I think is going to be a, a, a formidable force this year as well. So a Super Bowl berth is definitely possible for the Patriots. I think it's more pie in the sky than realistic, but they definitely do have a shot. If they can catch lightning in a bottle, there is a lot of talent on this team, guys. So they could end up finding their way there. So Yeah. I mean, it really, it sounds like a cop-out, but I think it's the same as every year. Just the ceiling, just the floor happens to be a little bit lower where in years past, I wouldn't have said that the Patriots have a chance to be on the outside looking in when it comes to the playoffs. Uh, This year, I think there is a chance and that's not a knock on Cam or their personnel. I just think the AFC has gotten a little bit better.
2: Yeah. And I mean, for me, I'm not as high on them as, as people think. And, I just think it's a lot of question marks, right? You don't know what you're gonna get, what camera you're gonna get. He hasn't played a healthy year <laughs> really in two years. Right. You have a lot of questions at the wide receiver. You had a ton of opt-outs and a lot of turnover at the linebacker position, right? Um so I guess starting with that the the floor, I mean, when you look at their schedule, I mean it's it's lucky, they're lucky there's no fans because I think they have a ton of impact in the game, whether you whether you think that or not, they gotta go to Arrowhead uh yeah, or arrowhead. Seattle, you know, LA it's twice, and and you know, play these teams, right? Like they have a tough, tough schedule with a lot of new faces at a lot of key positions, linebacker, quarterback, wide receiver, even a little bit at the running back position when you get Damian Harris back. Um, right. So I think I think floor for them, realistically, with that schedule, and if things just take a while to click, you know, you're looking at a a six and ten, seven and nine team that finishes second in the division, like you said, Mike. I think a ceiling for them is a 10 and 6. You win the division, you might squeak in and, and, and win a playoff game, get into the divisional round and, and kind of let your, put your chips in and see what happens, right? I think it's just one of those years, and, and we've talked about it too, even before Cam and when Tom left, it's almost intriguing to an extent, and, and it's obviously great in the last 20 years being Super Bowl favorites every year and, you know, it's AFC Championship game or bust, this year, it, there's a ton of optimism. You don't know what's going to happen. Really, as much as you watch and all these guys that are down there and they, and they preview, no one knows. No one knows how this team's going to do because there's so many question marks, right? And and that's the that's the interesting part and and something that's kind of unique around here. We haven't dealt with this. I'm not saying I want to get used to it. I'm okay with it for a year, right? I mean, hopefully. And I think too, and it's kind of a, a second point. I think you know, they'll never come out and say it, but it's kind of a rebuilding year for them. There's some, you know, they had a lot of young guys. They inserted some youth at the linebacker and safety and tight end position that they are, they are rebuilding and are building for the future while also trying to stay competitive, right? Try to win a division, try to get in a playoff game and see what happens when you get there.
0: Right. Oh, I agree. I couldn't agree more. And I'll tell you, I'm excited about this year. You think about, think about the success they've had since the year two thousand one, the Patriots have not finished worse than first in the division in the AFC East since the year two thousand and one. Now, they didn't make the playoffs two of those years in 02 and 08, but they finished tied for first place and only lost out because of a tiebreaker and because their their you know they ended up not making the playoffs because their record was bad enough that they didn't make a wild card seed. But they they did not record wise finish outside of the top spot in the AFC East, which is just mind blowing. And so, you know, you always knew what you what you were getting with Belichick and Brady, and now you don't know, right? There's so much up in the air. And so, for me, honestly, I think their floor is pretty low, six and ten. I think you know, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked if, and again, I'd be very surprised if it happened. But like if you see some bad things go on and, you know, for whatever reason things don't work out with Cam and maybe Stidham comes in and struggles, I don't know. Right. Because there's so much unknown about what, what Cam is going to be able to do once he steps on the field. And we haven't seen so, there's so many question marks about players all over the field that we just don't know how are the rookie linebackers going to play? How is Nikhil Harry going to play? How are we, you know, we don't know any of those things. So I feel like, their their floor is extremely low because there's so many question marks that if all of them end up being bad we're screwed so uh in that respect i think the floor is low for me the ceiling's pretty high you know i would say i don't know if they i don't know if they'd necessarily get a buy because there's only one of them now but i wouldn't be surprised to see them as the number two seed in the in the afc you know if they finish 12 and 4 or something like that and i know they have a tough schedule but if everything gels together the way it needs to be in the way it can around here. And yes, they have some challenging teams on the docket, but again, you know, they have some talent around here. So I wouldn't be surprised to see them, uh, you know, make a run at it. And Mike, you said, you know, do they have a chance to get the Super Bowl? Yeah. Okay. Maybe, maybe not. Like, we'll see. I don't know if they can compete, like you said, with, with Baltimore and with Kansas city. I expect Baltimore to take a little bit of a step back this year just because i feel like lamar is a is a phenomenal athlete but that was a gadget offense that's a gadget offense and i know he's i know he is challenging to stop i understand that but how many times was he throwing to wide open wide receivers like wide open guys that i could have hit now i know that they were open because everyone was so concerned about the run that they saw the the action so everyone came up and mark andrews running wide open down the field i know that but at a certain point you have to think that defensive coordinators are going to figure that out at some point. And so I think they might take a little bit of a step back this year. It might allow the Patriots to kind of slide into that two spot. Um, I don't know if anyone's anyone's going to catch catch Kansas city. I don't know if they're going to repeat or not. That's incredibly challenging to do, especially in an offseason like this, but you know, we'll see what happens there. But right now they look like they look like the, uh, the class of the AFC, obviously, you know, even this game just decimating the Texans, but uh, I, you know, look, there's a ton of question marks in the air. And like Spag said, it's just, it's exciting. It really is exciting. And, and, you know, it's a little bit of a rebuilding, a little bit of retooling, but there's a lot of young guys. And I think for me, it's the talent, the explosiveness, the exciting players, right? They're not young guys and they're all offensive linemen and they have some good young offensive linemen too, but like, it's not like, Oh yeah, this offensive line is gonna be really good. It's like, no, these guys are in like, wide receiver, linebacker, corners, safety, like they're all these young guys can come and bring some like real excitement to the team. So I'm excited to see what will happen. But uh but we'll see. I expect them to make the playoffs. Um I think they're probably gonna win the division. But again, like we said, the Bills have a chance. So, you know, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. But but I'm really looking forward to uh I'm really looking forward to the season. Mike, before we let you go, you've mentioned it a few times now um, you know, about how this is gonna be a tough game on Sunday. You expect this to be a tough game on Sunday. Um, you know, do you think they'll be able to win this game on Sunday? And what are you expecting to see from them? Additionally, I'm going to throw this little thing on top of there, little nugget on top of there as well. Um, because McDaniel's mentioned it and they kind of glossed it over. The two to six show, um, you know, talked about it a few days back about you know him saying that everyone he thought might be moving in and out. Do you think there's a chance that we see Stidham and Cam? Both play in this game as it's kind of like a pre. You know, they'll always treats the first four games the like 2020 game the most twenty twenty thing
2: I've ever seen. If there's anything really like this be, year's be. been, it's just you should expect. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so so I guess <laughs> you know, that, I guess it's a it's a two prong question, you know.
1: <laughs> well, to answer the second prong on that question, uh, it would be the most 2020 thing. I like that, Ryan. I'm definitely going to use that. Um, but, uh, you know, I I'd never say never to anything when it comes to Bill because it would nothing would shock me. Uh, it would mildly surprise me if I did see Jared come in and take snaps on uh, on Sunday. I mean, if the game is still competitive in, in every aspect of it, unless, you know, the Patriots are so far ahead or they're being blown out by so much uh, that, you know, Bill just says, you know what? let's see what the kids got and we'll get, we'll, you know, throw caution to the wind. But if this is a competitive game, I do expect Cam to remain uh, with the common with the ball for the, uh, the entirety of the game. But like we said, it's something that cannot be discounted based on not only how the Patriots do business, but just how this whole year has gone. So, um, you know, color it unlikely, but not impossible. But what do I expect to see, uh, you know, this weekend? Uh, I kind of did, Hit my hand a little bit I think you're going to see Cam come out and I think you're going to see him play a little bit more of a conservative type uh, offense than he's used to playing and that you're used to seeing Cam play don't forget he's still learning this offense he's still getting used to his offensive weapons and becoming the quarterback and molding this team in his image so therefore I think you're going to see him utilize play action I think you're going to see him do similar to what Tom did in terms of utilizing the running game to get the passing game going and in you know, in reverse as well, you know, maybe short intermediate passes that allows him to get the running game going. The thing that Cam adds with the dimension that Tom didn't have was the ability to extend plays with his legs. And I think you'll see Cam establish that a couple of times. I think he's going to be eager and the Patriots are going to be eager to put defenses on their heels and show the world that Cam Newton is back, folks. He can run the ball. He can beat you with his legs. He can beat you with his arm through the air. He gives you that dual threat and give opposing defenses something to think about. So, I think you'll see that in a lot of respects this uh weekend. I do expect to see uh, you know, a little heavier dose of James White uh in the uh the backfield. Um I think you'll see Julian Edelman step up and get some catches. I know he's been limited in practice this week, but I still think he gives it a go. I think it's going to take a lot for Julian to have to sit out. We saw that and learned that last year. On the defensive side of the ball, uh, I really like the uh, the way that the Patriots' uh, uh, secondary matches up against – this, um, you know, core of wide receivers and uh, skill position players that the Dolphins have. Stefan Gilmore has definitely got a sour taste in his mouth from the way Devontae Parker played against him the last time. I think he's out mm-hmm. to prove that he is the class of that matchup. Dolphins fans are going to roll their eyes on that, but I think Stefan proves that once again this week. So I do believe that Miami gives the Patriots all they can handle, simply because it's a Brian Flores coach team. Uh, there are some expats on this club that know this team, know their mannerisms, and there are a lot of good players on this Miami team. Young players, hungry players that have something to prove, but at the end of the day, the Pats are at home. They're avenging last year's loss, which I think still bothers all of the guys that were still on this yeah. team last year. They want to come out, establish right away. Who is the alpha in this division? I like the Patriots in a close one in this game on Sunday.
0: Love it, love it. Anything you want to add to that, Spags? That was pretty, uh, pretty. No, I, I, I agree. I, I mean, you'll uh... see
2: some. You'll definitely see some, like you said, a little bit of a conservative approach from Cam. Uh, maybe some shades of dominance, some shades of why'd you throw that type of thing, right? Um, but that's for everybody, right? Lack of preseason, knee camp, very you know shortened offseason in a sense. Um, so there'll definitely be some growing pains Sunday, the first four weeks, like we've always seen, even when Tom was here. But um, like I said at the beginning, I'm excited football's back regardless. So you're not going to hear a complaint out of me uh, on Sunday, that's for sure. <laughs>
0: That's a great point. And I think, Mike, what you what you've reiterated a few times, I think, is important to remember, you know, it is early in the season. And I I expect as well, it's going to be a vanilla offense. It's going to be very basic. They're not going to be running the triple option. It's not going to be like the wildcat. Like it's not they're not doing that. It's going to be, you know, basic, fundamental football, conservative. Like, let's not come out of the gate crazy and I think you know there's a few reasons for that like number one like you said you know Cam is is first game in in the in the system and no preseason games and everything else but then the other part of that too is that they don't like to put things on tape you know they really don't like to have things on tape for other guys to see later on in the year and so you know let's see what we can do and see what we have at the positions that we you know that we need and then we'll go. We'll kind of go from there. And so that's what I would expect is something conservative, like you said. I do think they're going to win as well, um, you know. But uh, but we'll see. So it should be should be a lot of fun. So all right, Mike. Thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. It's uh, you know, look, it's football is back. It's back. Like somehow it's back. And for me, it's weird because. I'm a season ticket older and like I know spags is now is now a season ticket older. The first year is a season ticket older and, and what are you we're doing? not gonna be there. <laughs> and that sucks. You know, it sucks. And it, it's definitely different. And I'm working on an article right now about how how it just it mentally it just doesn't feel the same. You know, it's just not like usually I'm like getting ready to go and I'm so excited and we're almost there. And it's like I, you know, I just I love being at the games and and it's not gonna happen. And that's frustrating, but at the same time. Just to be back, just to get some of that normalcy back, and to be able to cheer for the Patriots again, uh, I just, I, I can't, I just cannot wait. So I'm so excited about it. But uh, uh, likewise, but Mike,
1: no, I, I agree. Oh, <laughs> Oh, no, I yeah. was just going to say, yeah. I agree, guys. And hopefully we'll get back to Gillette, and hopefully the fans will get back to Gillette before the end of the year. Uh, we still live in hope that uh, that there will be some uh, fans in the stands and uh, that we'll be able to uh, get some hometown cooking in, uh, for the, uh, the the favorite team in Foxborough this year before all is said and done. So I hope you guys get a so, chance to get up there.
0: Yeah, yeah, be good. So, Mike, listen, before you leave, uh, you know, I'm sure, I, I would hope most people here follow you anyways, but if they don't, You know, let everyone know where they can follow you, interact with you, listen to you, read you, everything else.
1: Uh, Absolutely. Uh, And, guys, thank you so much for your hospitality having me on today. Always appreciated my honor as always. Uh, You can follow me on the bird app on Twitter at M D A B A T E F D C. Uh, You can also follow my written work at F D C Patriots on on Twitter, fullpresscoverage.com slash Patriots. All of our great work is found there as well. Uh, You can catch me each and every day on the locked on Patriots podcast, part of the podcast network, wherever you get your podcasts, whether it be Spotify, Google podcasts, Apple podcasts, download locked on uh, five days a week. our, uh, <laughs> our team over at, uh, locked on is, uh, um, we've been described as, uh, uh, cautiously insane, uh, because we just, we put out daily content each and every day for NFL. Uh, but it's a labor of love and we love to do it right now. We're doing, uh, division, co- excuse me, um, game crossovers and, uh, a lot of great stuff coming down the pike. So, um, yeah, that's where you can find me and all my, uh, all, all my ventures uh, in Patriots nation.
2: You do a great yeah. job, Mike. We appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, let's. Uh, cheers to a cheers to a good year, regardless of what happens. Like I said, happy footballs back.
1: Absolutely, no, cheers it. to a good year. You guys, you guys put on a phenomenal show. Uh, one of my favorite listens, uh, and uh, I can't recommend it highly enough. Obviously, everybody's listening knows. Uh, but uh, I encourage my uh, listeners as well that might be tuning in that saw my name on, uh, you know, the the Twitter feed and said. Hey, maybe I'll check that out. Uh definitely listen to these guys. They're <laughs> pros and they put on a great, great show. So thank, thank you, you for your appreciate hospitality, it. guys. Yeah. Bro. Anytime.
0: We appreciate that. Yeah, we appreciate it. I'll tell you what, man, that locked on show. I don't I you know, Mark, I mean, you know, Mark is so good. He's such a pro. He's so good at it. And like I used to love that show and then you came on and I'm like, Who the how could you replace Schofield? You know what I mean? And then you just like you just do such a good job. You're such a pro with it. You're just great with it. So it's it's a must listen every you know i mean shoot you you do it every flipping day so it's like you know and it's not boring and it's like different and it's just i mean it's great it's it's unreal so you keep up the well, good work, you. and uh... that,
1: that means a lot to me. Uh, sko is probably uh, one of the, uh, the the people that I hold in highest regard in this business, a dear friend. And uh, taking over for someone like him is is a daunting task, but his support's been amazing. Uh, I always joke with him every time I have him on Locked On that that total poster is nailed to the wall; it's never coming down. I always feel like host. <laughs> he, he's like host emeritus when he comes on. I always feel like I'm just keeping the seat warm for him. But uh, no, nah, Sko is the greatest guy in the world. Love that guy to death.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, we appreciate it. Listen, you're welcome back on anytime. You say the word, and and uh, we'd love to have you back on again, man.
1: My pleasure, always.